0: Welcome to the King Ya podcast. As you may have guessed, I'm your host, King Ya, a father, activist, and professional speaker. On this podcast, we discuss relationships, criminal justice, news and politics, black history, culture, and domestic violence awareness. If this is your first time being here, I want to say thank you and encourage you to keep listening. Each week, you can expect to hear thought-provoking interviews as well as personal relationship tips that would help enhance your life. You will have access to resourceful downloads that you can implement daily to become more productive. Thank you for spending some time with me today. Follow me on Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter, KingYah2020. My podcasts are also available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, Anchor, TuneIn, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Just look for King Yah. The purpose of this podcast is because everyday people inspire me through their stories of trial and error in life. Now let's jump into your favorite podcast. What better way to share our stories? The silent truth, unsolved mysteries of Lavina Johnson. The silent truth and unsolved mysteries of the rape and murder of Private First Class Lavina Lynn Johnson. United States Army Private First Class Lavina Lynn Johnson was murdered, raped, tortured, and ruled a suicide. This story has attracted international attention. She is one of many victims in the Army, in the military, that has been raped murdered, officially covered up and ruled a suicide. The family of these victims should be celebrating life and the bereaved families justice for these tragedies. As you are tuning into our show, you're going to be listening to Lavina Johnson's father, Dr. John Johnson. He will give an account, he will be giving an account on what really happened to his daughter. And their last interactions with Lavina. Interestingly enough, five years ago, I had the honor of interviewing Dr. John Johnson and covering the story for the very first time of Lavina Lynn Johnson, his daughter, on Human Rights Radio. And so now I have another opportunity to interview him again. So much has changed since five years ago. His family, they have still not received justice for the murder, rape, and torture of their beloved daughter. If this is your first time being here, I want to say thank you, and I encourage you to keep listening. You can follow us wherever you stream your favorite podcast. YouTube, email your story to, you can email your story to us, uh, We'd love to hear your stories if you have similar stories or you want to be a guest on our show. Uh, so with no further ado, we are welcome to the King Ya podcast. As you may have guessed, I am your host King Ya, a father, activist, and professional speaker. On this podcast, we discuss relationships, criminal justice, news and politics, black history, culture, and domestic violence awareness. If this is your first time being here, I want to say thank you and encourage you to keep listening. Each week, you can expect to hear thought-provoking interviews as well as personal relationship tips that would help enhance your life. You will have access to resourceful downloads that you can implement daily to become more productive. Thank you for spending some time with me today. Follow me on Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter, KingYah2020. My podcasts are also available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, Anchor, TuneIn, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Just look for King Kenya. The purpose of this podcast is because everyday people inspire me through their stories of trial and error in life. Now let's jump into your favorite podcast. What better way to share our stories? Silent Truth. Unsolved Mysteries of Lavina Johnson. The silent truth and unsolved mysteries of the rape and murder of Private First Class Lavina Lynn Johnson. United States Army Private First Class Lavina Lynn Johnson was murdered, raped, tortured, and ruled a suicide. This story has attracted international attention. She is one of many victims in the Army, in the military, that has been raped, murdered, officially covered up. And ruled a suicide. The family of these victims should be celebrating life, and the bereaved families justice for these tragedies. As you are tuning into our show, you're going to be listening to Levina Johnson's father, Dr. John Johnson. He will give it an account. He will be giving an account on what really happened to his daughter, and their last interactions with Levina. Interestingly enough, five years ago, I had the honor of interviewing Dr. John Johnson and covering the story for the very first time of Lavina Lynn Johnson, his daughter, on Human Rights Radio. And so now I have another opportunity to interview him again. So much has changed since five years ago. His family, they have still not... Receive justice for the murder, rape, and torture of their beloved daughter. If this is your first time being here, I want to say thank you, and I encourage you to keep listening. You can follow us wherever you stream your favorite podcast. YouTube. Email your story to you can email your story to us, Kenya twenty twenty at pm We'd love to hear your stories, if you have similar stories, or you want to be a guest on our show. Uh, So with no further ado, we are going to be going to the phone lines in just a few moments. Um, We'll be bringing Dr. John Johnson on. It's a two-hour show, so you guys are in for uh, a powerful, powerful story. Um, It's uh, it's a heart-wrenching story. Uh, every single day, the family is forced to relive this this moment over and over again of an unsolved mystery and silent truth of their daughter, LaVena Lynn Johnson. So we'll be getting into it. Uh, the phone lines. I'll, I'll I will also open the phone lines up for you guys as well to ask questions. So, we will do some intermissions uh, and you guys will have an opportunity to ask some questions uh, as well. Uh, With no further ado, we're going to bring on Dr. Johnson. All right, Dr. Johnson, are you with us?
1: I am, and thank you.
0: Hey, Dr. Johnson, thank you. It's a pleasure, my brother. Uh, I'm I'm unfortunately under these circumstances. However, um it's a pleasure to, to hear your voice, sir, and uh to be hearing this, this story again. Um where do you want to start, my friend?
1: Yeah, well technically our story started at Fort Campbell, Kentucky. When Lavena got there, that's when she was told she was headed to Iraq. After being guaranteed by her recruiter that she wouldn't wouldn't have to go, but what happened after she got there, she found out she was going to Iraq, and uh, they were she and I think it was eight women. It was it was an even number, either it was six or eight, and um, they were supposed to have gotten eight days leave according to what Lavina told me on the phone, which was the 17th of July in 2005. That was a Sunday Sunday morning. Apparently somebody messed up the paperwork, and they only got four days. One of the white parents, from what I understand from Lavina went to her congressman and raised hell about the fact her daughter didn't know She was going to Iraq, till she got to Fort Campbell, and that uh, they had cut her leave date from eight days to four. The Army ended up sending that young lady to Germany, so that made Lavina an oddball. Lavina, she she liked me in so many ways. She's very outspoken, so she went to. I don't know who in the leadership there, and told them that they were treating uh, her differently because she didn't have a battle buddy, and her battle buddy was sent to Germany. Fort Campbell requested from the Army, according to what Lavina told us, they wanted to keep her at Fort Campbell to act as part of their recruiting team. Apparently, when they told the general, and I'm going to mention his name in a moment, over in Iraq, that uh, Lavina was they trying to keep her to, at, at Fort Campbell, he insisted that she come over to Iraq. So here you have Lavina, oddball, uh, 19 years old, being sent to Iraq where they got all these different uh, uh, genealogy of males. In addition to that, they had already had some accusations of rape and murder. Of course, I found this out after the fact. But when she got there, she was doing her job by herself. She was opening up and locking up the communications center, uh she was talking about how she would get off from work and run home whenever she went to take a shower, she made sure she looked around and didn't see anybody there and so she went and took a shower. So I was terrified. So I talked to her on the fourteenth and asked her what what how how was it? Apparently when she went to close the center the males would leave. So she said the general came in and made them leave out of the communications center. So my question was why in the hell is a general in a communications center with EMs, you know, enlisted people, enlisted men and women? He told Lavina the reason they didn't leave because her voice was too soft. I didn't like that. So three days later, back to the 17th, I talked to my daughter. And you got the army, first of all, guilty of gross neglect. You endangered her life. What the heck did you think was going to happen to her over there by herself with all those, uh, you know, genealogies of males? Apparently they didn't care. And, And so six weeks. After she was in Iraq, she was found dead, and uh, the Army uh, sent, well, Donald Ronsfeld, who was the Secretary of Defense at that time, didn't want any of his officers attached to this case. So he sent a staff sergeant from Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri, to my home to deliver the message that Lavina died of a self-inflicted wound which is a euphemism for uh, suicide. I don't think they thought they were going to get a challenge from me, but I had just talked to my daughter. In addition to that, the Army, I worked for them uh, as a civilian when I graduated from college. I was a psychology technician, and they trained me really, really well on how to detect a person that has suicide tendencies. In fact, I lost a guy when I worked in that job from a, from an apparent suicide. So you come to a survival skills specialist, a bachelor's degree in psychology, master's in human relations, PhD in psychology, served in the army for three years, worked for the department of the army as a civilian, for 28 years, and you're going to come to my house and say my 19-year-old daughter jumped up all of a sudden and decided to commit suicide. The whole um, atmosphere or scenario doesn't match a suicide person. So we, uh, I started getting messages from Iraq right off the bat. In fact, The Washington Post reported Lavina's death as a mysterious gunshot wound to the head. Then I started getting messages out of Iraq that the Army had lied. Lavina did not commit suicide. And uh, when this started to happen, now you got the Army on the defensive, so they got to come up with a reason why she committed suicide. So they're going to say she was sexually active. Uh, She uh, came down with a sexually transmitted disease, got depressed over it, and killed herself. So that was bad enough. When they sent me pictures, me black and white pictures of the crime scene and at the autopsy center, so they were obviously trying to hide the blood uh, splash patterns and all this other stuff that goes with a homicide. But I launched a preliminary investigation. I called some people and asked them if they knew somebody that was in Iraq to let me know what they they could tell me. I had a friend of mine who was a police officer. He got a message that she was found dead shot in the head in a contractor's tent. He was on his way. Over. He called me. He was on his way over here. He never made it. He had a heart attack. But his wife told me what his message was. The second message that we got was that a female sergeant found her body in it that was located close to... A jogging area. I think that no, they said the cafeteria. That's what they said. The third one was that she was found dead in a tent that was off limits to military personnel. So here's what I ended up explaining to a um, uh, investigator that I met in Lacey Clay's office. And I'm I'm thinking the date was like the the nineteenth of July and I think it was in two thousand and seven, uh Lacey Clay allowed me to use his his office and five people came to that meeting. Ed Reedy was the medical examiner who said uh this was well he said according to the information he received it was a a suicide. He never said it was a homicide. He said the criminal investigator said it. Uh, we had a special agent Hughes. Now, I don't know if people remember the movie The General's Daughter. Do you remember that movie?
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That was with. This yeah. is that the the Pat Tillman story.
1: No, that Pat Tillman is the different scenario. This okay. was a move where a general's daughter was found dead, uh, and they sent a special process, a special investigator, John Travolta was that person, by the way, to Iraq to investigate uh, Le- uh, uh, this, the general's daughter's uh, general's daughter. Yeah, the I remember. Army that. did. Yeah, okay. I got t- several people sent me that tape. But
0: anyway, welcome to the King Yah Podcast. As you may have guessed, I am your host, King Yah, a father, activist, and professional speaker. On this podcast, we discuss relationships, criminal justice, news and politics, black history, culture, and domestic violence awareness. If this is your first time being here, I want to say thank you and encourage you to keep listening. Each week, you can expect to hear thought-provoking interviews, as well as personal relationship tips that would help enhance your life. You will have access to resourceful downloads that you can implement daily to become more productive. Thank you for spending some time with me today. Follow me on Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter, KingYah2020. My podcasts are also available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, Anchor, Tune in, or wherever you get your favorite podcast. Just look for King Yah. The purpose of this podcast is because everyday people inspire me through their stories of trial and error in life. Now let's jump into your favorite podcast. What better way to share our stories? We are going to be going to the phone lines in just a few moments. Um, we'll be bringing Dr. John Johnson on. It's a two-hour show, so you guys are in for uh, a powerful, powerful story. Um, it's, uh, it's a heart-wrenching story. Uh, every single day, the family is forced to relive this, this moment over and over again of an unsolved mystery and silent truth of their daughter, Lavina Lynn Johnson. So we'll be getting into it. Uh, the phone lines, I will I will also open the phone lines up for you guys as well to ask questions. So we will do some intermissions, uh, and you guys will have an opportunity to ask some questions uh, as well. Uh, with no further ado, we're going to bring on Dr. Johnson. All right, Dr. Johnson, are you with us?
1: I am, and thank you
0: hey, Dr. Johnson. thank you. It's a pleasure my brother uh i'm I'm unfortunately under these circumstances however um it's a pleasure to to hear your voice, sir and uh to be hearing this this story again. um Where do you want to start, my friend?
2: Yeah
1: well, technically, our story started. At Fort Campbell, Kentucky. When Lavina got there, that's when she was told she was headed to Iraq. After being guaranteed by her recruiter that she wouldn't wouldn't have to go, but what happened after she got there, she found out she was going to Iraq, and uh, they were she and I think it was eight women. It was it was a even number, either it was six or eight. And um, they were supposed to have gotten eight days leave, according to what Lavinia told me, on the phone, which was the 17th of July in 2005. That was a Sunday, Sunday morning. Apparently somebody messed up the paperwork, and they only got four days. One of the white parents, from what I understand from Levina, went to her congressman and raised hell about the fact her daughter didn't know she was going to Iraq till she got to Fort Campbell and that uh, they had cut her leave date from eight days to four. The army ended up sending that young lady to Germany, so that made Levina an oddball, Lavina. She she like me in so many ways. She's very outspoken. So she went to I don't know who in the leadership there, and told them that they were treating uh, her differently because she didn't have a battle buddy, and her battle buddy was sent to Germany. Fort Campbell requested from the army according to what lavina told us they wanted to keep her at fort campbell to act as part of their recruiting team apparently when they told the general and i'm going to mention his name in a moment over in iraq that uh, lavina was they trying to keep her to, at at fort campbell he insisted that she come over to Iraq. So here you have Lavina, oddball, uh, 19 years old, being sent to Iraq where they got all these different con, uh, uh, gene- genealogy of males. In addition to that, they had already had some accusations of rape and murder Of course, I found this out after the fact, but when she got there, she was doing her job by herself. She was opening up and locking up the communications center. Uh, She was talking about how she would get off from work and run home. Whenever she went to take a shower, she made sure she looked around and didn't see anybody there, and so she went and took a shower. So I was terrified. So I talked to her on the fourteenth and asked her what what how how was it? Apparently when she went to close the center the males would leave. So she said the general came in and made them leave out of the communication center. So my question was, why the hell is a general in a communications center with EMs, you know, enlisted people, enlisted men and women. He told Lavina the reason they didn't leave because her voice was too soft. I didn't like that. So three days later, back to the 17th, I talked to my daughter. And you got the Army, first of all, guilty of gross neglect, you endangered her life. What the heck did you think was going to happen to her over there by herself with all those, uh, you know, genealogies of males? Apparently they didn't care. And and so six weeks after she was in Iraq, she was found dead. And uh, the Army uh, sent, well, Donald Ronsfeld, who was the Secretary of Defense at that time, didn't want any of his officers attached to this case. So he sent a staff sergeant from Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri, to my home to deliver the message that Lavina died of a self-inflicted wound, which is a euphemism for suicide. I don't think they thought they were going to get a challenge from me but I had just talked to my daughter. In addition to that, the Army, I worked for them uh, as a civilian when I graduated from college. I was a psychology technician, and they trained me really, really well on how to detect a person that has suicide tendencies. In fact, I lost a guy when I worked in that job from, a, from an apparent suicide. So you come to a survival skills specialist, a bachelor's degree in psychology, master's in human relations, Ph.D. in psychology, served in the Army for three years, worked for the Department of the Army as a civilian for for 28 years, and you're going to come to my house and say my 19-year-old daughter jumped up all of a sudden and decided to commit suicide. The whole um, atmosphere or scenario doesn't match a suicide person. So we, uh, I started getting messages from Iraq right off the bat. In fact, the Washington Post reported Levina's death as a mysterious gunshot wound to the head. Then I started getting messages out of Iraq that the Army had lied. Lavina did not commit suicide. And uh, when this started to happen, now you got the Army on the defensive, so they got to come up with a reason why she committed suicide. So they're going to say she was sexually active. Uh, She uh, came down with a sexually transmitted disease, got depressed over it, and killed herself. So that was bad enough. When they sent me pictures, me black and white pictures of the crime scene and at the autopsy center, so they were obviously trying to hide the blood uh, splash patterns and all this other stuff that goes with a homicide. But I launched a preliminary investigation. I called some people and asked them if they knew somebody that was in Iraq to let me know what they could they could tell me. I had a friend of mine who was a police officer. He got a message that she was found dead shot in the head in a contractor's tent. He was on his way. Over. He called me. He was on his way over here. He never made it. He had a heart attack. But his wife told me what his message was. The second message that we got was that a female sergeant found her body in a that was located close to a jogging area. I think that no, they said the cafeteria, that's what they said. The third one was that she was found dead in a tent that was off limits to military personnel. So, Here's what I ended up explaining to a um, uh investigator that I met in Lacey Clay's office and I'm I'm thinking the date was like the the nineteenth of july and I think it was in two thousand and seven uh Lacey Clay allowed me to use his his office and five people came to that meeting. Ed Reedy was the medical examiner who said uh, this was, well, he said, according to the information he received, it was a, a suicide. He never said it was a homicide. He said the criminal investigators said it. Uh, we had a special agent Hughes. Now, I don't know if people remember the movie The General's Daughter. Do you remember that movie?
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That was with this. Yeah. That the the Pat Tillman story.
1: No, that Pat Tillman is the different scenario.
0: This okay. was a
1: movie where a general's daughter was found dead, uh, and they sent a special pro a special investigator. John Travolta was that person, by the way, to Iraq to investigate uh Levi- the the uh, uh this the general daughter's uh, general's daughter
0: yeah I the army that.
1: did yeah okay i got several people sent me that tape but anyway
0: welcome to the king ya podcast as you may have guessed i'm your host king ya a father activist and professional speaker on this podcast we discuss relationships criminal justice news and politics, black history, culture, and domestic violence awareness. If this is your first time being here, I want to say thank you and encourage you to keep listening. Each week, you can expect to hear thought-provoking interviews as well as personal relationship tips that would help enhance your life. You will have access to resourceful downloads that you can implement daily to become more productive. Thank you for spending some time with me today. Follow me on Instagram, YouTube and Twitter, King Ya 2020. My podcasts are also available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, Anchor, tune in or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Just look for King Ya. The purpose of this podcast is because everyday people inspire me through their stories of trial and error in life. Now let's jump into your favorite podcast. What better way to share our stories all right, so for our listeners that are just not tuning in again, we want to thank you uh, we've got listeners all over the world listening today to uh, today's show. we appreciate uh we appreciate you your support, and we appreciate the strength, tenacity, and the resilience of our brother Dr. John Johnson, who is sharing the uh the story of his daughter, Lavina Lynn Johnson, who was uh, again uh, uh, her story, The Silent Truth Unsolved Mysteries of Lavina Johnson. Welcome to the King Yah Podcast. As you may have guessed, I am your host, King Yah, a father, activist, and professional speaker. On this podcast, we discuss relationships, criminal justice, news and politics, black history, culture, and domestic violence awareness. If this is your first time being here, I want to say thank you and encourage you to keep listening. Each week, you can expect to hear thought-provoking interviews as well as personal relationship tips that would help enhance your life. You will have access to resourceful downloads that you can implement daily to become more productive. Thank you for spending some time with me today. Follow me on Instagram, YouTube and Twitter, King Ya 2020. My podcasts are also available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, Anchor, tune in or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Just look for King Ya. The purpose of this podcast is because everyday people inspire me through their stories of trial and error in life. Now let's jump into your favorite podcast. What better way to share our stories? Silent Truth Unsolved Mysteries of Levina Johnson. The Silent Truth and Unsolved Mysteries of the Rape and Murder of Private First Class Levina Lynn Johnson. United States Army Private First Class Levina Lynn Johnson was murdered, raped, tortured, and ruled a suicide. This story has attracted international attention she is one of many victims in the army in the military that has been raped murdered officially covered up and ruled a suicide the family of these victims should be celebrating life and the bereaved families justice for these tragedies as you are tuning into our show you're going to be listening to Levina Johnson's father dr john johnson he will give an account he will be giving an account on what really happened to his daughter and their last interactions with Lavina. Interestingly enough, five years ago, I had the honor of interviewing Dr. John Johnson and covering the story for the very first time of Lavina Lynn Johnson, his daughter on human rights radio here on the blog talk radio channel. Five years ago, And so now I have another opportunity to interview him again. So much has changed since five years ago. His family, they have still not received justice for the murder, rape, and torture of their beloved daughter. If this is your first time being here, I want to say thank you, and I encourage you to keep listening. You can follow us wherever you stream your favorite podcasts, YouTube, YouTube, Email your story to, you can email your story to us, uh, kenya2020 at pm.me. We'd love to hear your stories if you have similar stories or you want to be a guest on our show. Uh, So with no further ado, we are going to be going to the phone lines in just a few moments. Um, We'll be bringing Dr. John Johnson on. It's a two-hour show, so you guys are in for... Uh, a powerful, powerful story. Um, it's uh, it's a heart wrenching story. Uh, every single day, the family is forced to relive this this moment over and over again of an unsolved mystery and silent truth of their daughter, Lavina Lynn Johnson. So we'll be getting into it. Uh, The phone lines, I will also open the phone lines up for you guys as well to ask questions. So we will do some intermissions, uh, and you guys will have an opportunity to ask some questions uh, as well. Uh, With no further ado, we're going to bring on Dr. Johnson. All right, Dr. Johnson, are you with us?
1: I am, and thank you.
0: Hey, Dr. Johnson, thank you. It's a pleasure, my brother. Uh, I'm, I'm Unfortunately, under these circumstances, however, um, it's a pleasure to, to hear your voice, sir, and uh, to be hearing this, this story again. Um, where do you want to start, my friend? Where would you like well, to start?
1: Yeah, well, technically, our story started at Fort Campbell, Kentucky. When Lavina got there, that's when she was told she was headed to Iraq after being guaranteed by her recruiter that she wouldn't wouldn't have to go. But what happened after she got there, she found out she was going to Iraq. And uh there was she and I think it was eight women. It was it was a even number, either it was six or eight, and um, they were supposed to have gotten eight days leave, according to what Lavina told me on the phone, which was the seventeenth of July in two thousand and five. That was a Sunday, Sunday morning. Apparently, somebody messed up the paperwork, and they only got four days. One of the white Parents, from what I understand from Levina, went to her congressman and raised hell about the fact her daughter didn't know she was going to Iraq till she got to Fort Campbell and that uh, they had cut her leave date from eight days to four. The army ended up sending that young lady to Germany, so that made Levina. An oddball. Lavinia, she she liked me in so many ways. She's very outspoken. So she went to I don't know who in the leadership there, and told them that they were treating uh, her differently because she didn't have a battle buddy, and her battle buddy was sent to Germany. Fort Campbell requested from the army. According to what Lavina told us, they wanted to keep her at Fort Campbell to act as part of their recruiting team. Apparently, when they told the general, and I'm gonna mention his name in a moment, over in Iraq, that uh, Lavina was they trying to keep her to, at, at Fort Campbell, he insisted that she come over to Iraq. So here you have Lavina, oddball, uh, 19 years old, being sent to Iraq where they got all these different con, uh, uh, gene- genealogy of males. In addition to that, they had already had some accusations of rape and murder. Of course, I found this out after the fact. But when she got there, she was doing her job by herself. She was opening up and locking up the communications center. Uh, She was talking about how she would get off from work and run home. Whenever she went to take a shower, she made sure she looked around and didn't see anybody there. And so she went and took a shower. So I was terrified. So I talked to her on the 14th and asked her what, what, how, how was it? Apparently, when she went to close the center, the males would leave. So she said the general came in and made them leave out of the communications center. So my question was, why in the hell is a general in a communications center? with EMs, you know, enlisted people, enlisted men and women. He told Levina the reason they didn't leave because her voice was too soft. I didn't like that. So three days later, back to the 17th, I talked to my daughter. And you got the Army, first of all, guilty of gross neglect. You endangered her life. What the heck did you think was going to happen to her over there by herself with all those, uh, you know, genealogies of males? Apparently they didn't care. And and so six weeks after she was in Iraq, she was found dead. And uh, the Army uh, sent, well, Donald Ronsfeld, who was the Secretary of Defense at that time, didn't want any of his officers attached to this case. So he sent a staff sergeant from Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri, to my home to deliver the message that Lavina died of a self-inflicted wound, which is a euphemism for suicide. I don't think they thought they were going to get a challenge from me. But I had just talked to my daughter. In addition to that, the Army, I worked for them uh, as a civilian when I graduated from college. I was a psychology technician, and they trained me really, really well on how to detect a person that has suicide tendencies. In fact, I lost a guy when I worked in that job from from an apparent suicide. So you come to a survival skills specialist, bachelor's degree in psychology, master's in human relations, Ph.D. in psychology, served in the Army for three years, worked for the Department of the Army as a civilian for, for 28 years, and you're going to come to my house and say my 19-year-old daughter jumped up all of a sudden and decided to commit suicide. The whole uh, atmosphere or scenario doesn't match a suicide person. So we, uh, I started getting messages from Iraq right off the bat. In fact, the Washington Post reported Lavina's death as a mysterious gunshot wound to the head. Then I started getting messages out of Iraq that the Army had lied. Lavina did not commit suicide. And uh, when this started to happen, now you got the Army on the defensive, so they got to come up with a reason why she committed suicide. So they're going to say she was sexually active. Uh, She uh, came down with a sexually transmitted disease, got depressed over it, and killed herself. So that was bad enough. When they sent me pictures, me black and white pictures of the crime scene and at the autopsy center, so they were obviously trying to hide the blood uh, splash patterns and all this other stuff that goes with a homicide. But I launched a preliminary investigation. I called some people and Asked them if they knew somebody that was in Iraq to let me know what they could they could tell me. I had a friend of mine who was a police officer. He got a message that she was found dead, shot in the head in a contractor's tent. He was on his way. Over. He called me. He was on his way over here. He never made it. He had a heart attack. But his wife. Told me what his message was. The second message that we got was that a female sergeant found her body in a that was located close to a jogging area. I Think that no, they said the cafeteria. That's what they said. The third one was that she was found dead in a tent that was off limits to military personnel. So here's what. I ended up explaining to a um, uh investigator that I met in lacey clay's office and i'm I'm thinking the date was like the the nineteenth of July, and I think it was in two thousand and seven uh Lacey Clay allowed me to use his his office, and five people came to that meeting Ed Reedy. Was the medical examiner who said uh, this was well? He said, according to the information he received, it was a a suicide. He never said it was a homicide. He said the criminal investigator said it. Uh, We had a special agent Hughes. Now, I don't know if people remember the movie The General's Daughter. Do you remember that movie?
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That was with. Yeah. Is that the the Pat Tillman story?
1: No, that Pat Tillman is the different scenario.
0: This okay. was a
1: move where a general's daughter was found dead, uh, and they sent a special process, a special investigator. John Travolta was that person, by the way, to Iraq to investigate uh, Levi- the uh, this, the general daughter's. Uh, General, General's daughter.
0: Yeah, the I Army that.
1: did. Yeah, okay. I got several people sent me that tape. But anyway, our, our, the Army had a chance to clear this up. They sent a special investigator to Iraq. His name was Special Agent Hughes. He went there, and his intent was to close the post down and start interviewing people. The first person he went to interview was the psychologist or psychiatrist of that era, and they said that that particular person was on TDY. So he waited a couple of days and went back. They said he was still on TDY. By then, he already knew that that was baloney, so he went back the third time, and that guy, and I think they said his name was Dr. Gregory, he said he had no comment. So then this gentleman, uh, this special investigator, Hughes, uh, was getting ready to go question some of the troops. He received a message from the Pentagon. The reason we know this is because he covered his butt pretty good in the paperwork that we got, and he received a message from the Pentagon that uh, the the criminal investigative unit that was already in Iraq had already uh, conducted an investigation for him to shut it down. So he covered his butt. First thing he said was there was no apparent evidence that this was a suicide, then the army said there was no gunshot residue on Lavina's hands and arms. His comment was apparently the 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 victim didn't handle the weapon. The army said either she washed her hands or the explosion was so intense that it wouldn't have left any uh, gunpowder residue. And uh, so they said it was uh, insignificant. So, they. But here's some of the other. Uh, are you with me so far?
0: Yeah, I follow you, Doc. I'm here.
1: Hey, okay. I hope the other people are, because it's a lot to this story, and and I know sometimes I
0: bounce around, but you know sometimes. No, I these things. I understand that, Doc. This this is your story, and you know it, it's it's. It's horrible that you have to relive this each and every day. I'll brief them again. Uh, for those that are just now tuning in, you're listening to Dr. John Johnson, who is the father of Lavina Lynn Johnson, the 19-year-old sister that was murdered, raped, her body was burned, tortured in the military. It, her case remains an unsau- a silent the silent truth and unsolved mystery of Lavina Johnson, Private First Class Lavina Johnson, and Doctor John Johnson. Will your wife be on this evening, or, or you're not not sure?
1: Uh, I talked to her. Okay. And you know, we we just you know we're having a lot of problems, man, because of this this with the army keep lying, you know. And I'm gonna just throw this in. I got a second daughter that went to college and got her degree, she's so traumatized by Lavina's murder that she can't even go on with her life. So she's in and out of the hospital being treated for anxiety. And she really wants to be able to go on with her life. But because the Army keeps lying, we really don't have the whole Army that's still lying. They got a spokesperson by the name of Chris Gray. And uh, there are other cases where people have accused the Army of murdering their daughters. And every time he, he talks about their particular case, he always brings up LaVena. So he is that voice in the wilderness still saying this was a suicide up until about mm, three years ago. That changed. He is no longer saying it's a suicide. Now let me tell you why he's saying that. I, we we keep saying Lavina's case is an unsolved mystery. Technically, put together an investigation team, and we used the army's information, sent the pictures and what have you. Lavina was she had a, a broke nose. She had a contusion under her right eye. She had her lips split. She had uh, a broke neck. She had a dislocated right elbow, and there were bite marks over her body. She had some foreign substance poured in her vaginal area, and it was called wound stat. When soldiers get wounded, this is a crilodulant that they pour in the wound. It's a powdery substance. And then it gets hard to keep the person from bleeding to death. Stop using it. Something like 2009, because once they put it in the body, the residue would stay in the bloodstream, and soldiers could suffer some ill effects later on. But they poured it in her vaginal area, And we assume they did that to destroy DNA evidence because they pretty much picked up that I was going to have a second autopsy done, which was supposed to have been an independent autopsy. And Michael Graham, who was the coroner here in St. Louis, was the one who conducted that that, uh, death, and he came back and said it was inconclusive. Uh, Michael Graham was hired by me because he was a gun expert, a gunshot wound expert, but he claims he couldn't tell the difference between any weapon, uh, especially the M-16 weapon. So he wouldn't verify that it was a gunshot wound even. So you got a lot of people that start circling the wagons on us. But let me go back to, to the beginning of this. And this was when I first went to the news media after that Washington Post article and the three uh, witness statements that I got. There was a public relations person by the name of George Heath. He called me and told me I didn't have to talk to the news media if I didn't want to. Well, I don't know how he got the impression I didn't want to because I was talking about what my suspicion was at that time, George Heath told the reporter from the St. Louis Post, and I think his last name was Parrish, that Levina was shot in the head. After I inspected her body at the mortuary, this was at Austin Lane's, I could see a skin graft on the left side, uh, top left side of her head. So I asked the people standing right there, is that a gunshot wound to the head? And they said, yes. I said, what else can you tell me? They said they hit her in the mouth and knocked her teeth loose from her gums. In addition to that, they glued her gloves on her hands. So they, they did this, uh, the gluing the gloves on the hand to keep me from getting an autopsy and getting some DNA from under her nails. So when the post-dispatch went back to George Heath and said, Dr. Johnson said Lavina was shot in the head. The bullet hole is on the left side of her head, and she's right-handed. George Heath said, I don't know how she died. So he recanted his story, and the post repeated what he said. The person that Austin Lane asked not to be identified, so we had confirmation before we even got the Army's messed-up paperwork that this was more than probably a homicide. And so I did a preliminary investigation. Then I had a relative with a degree in criminal science. He did an exploratory investigation. He concluded that it was a homicide, that Lavinia had been beaten, had a broke neck, he figured out all these injuries, and then we put together a homicide uh, team uh, to confirm everything that we found. And we had some some viable information that Lavina didn't have a loaded magazine. In fact, at the at the uh, crime scene, you got Lavina lying there at night. So we talked to her on the morning of the 17th. So she got murdered that night. Uh, Her body lay there overnight because we could see the transition from day to night. So we don't know if Lavina was beaten to death. We don't know if she was shot to death. or We don't know if she bled out. All we know is that she was raped and murdered. And people ask me, well, how did you know she was raped? Because the criminal investigators said She was raped. So we have an affidavit that said Lavina was raped. So this was a rape. They beat the hell out of her. And then I think they thought they had beaten her to death. And then she moved because they tried to burn her body up, and she must have woke up and used her hand to try to douse the fire. And so they grabbed her to her knees and shot her she fell dead on her left side. you got, um got, uh, what is it, uh, 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 lividity running down the left side of her body, but when they found her body, she was lying on her back with her right hand thrust over her face. So they tried to conceal uh, the, the, the crime or they staged the crime scene, and I've got a bunch of pictures where there is no rifle in the pictures, but you said this was a suicide. So you got witness statements that you made up, and everybody was saying the, rep, the weapon was laying on the body, the muzzle was up, the muzzle was down, uh, the Army made up all kinds of stuff, but they had pictures with no weapon in the pictures. The only time now you got to hear this, a weapon showed up was when the medevac person got there. You got Lavina's body lying there, you got his gurney or stretcher lying next to her, and the rifle finally shows up on the other side of the gurney. And the medevac person say, "Well, I was the one who moved the weapon," so that was a lie. You know, so they, the last just kept piling up and piling up. My team investigated this. We did a thorough job. Apparently, we did a better job than the Army did. So, right now, the Army, uh, and I'm talking more specifically, Chris, he solicited the support of two people. He solicited the support of Michael Graham, and uh, he. Uh, Said at that time it was a suicide. Then he uh, went to, I sent the case to a cold case institute. The person who was in charge of the cold case institute, her name was Cheryl McCullough. She allowed the students to select our case versus Jack the Ripper. But when the kids came up with it was a homicide, Cheryl McCollum was calling me, giving me pointers about what the students were finding. Then all of a sudden, she switched gears. She started talking about how great Chris Gray was, and she said there was not enough evidence to substantiate a homicide. So that's the, the verbiage that Chris Gray, Sheryl McCollum, uh kevin uh uh the the general Kevin burns who was involved in it some kind of way so it's 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 gotten worse in a way uh because obviously they're not gonna come clean, so we're just gonna have to keep putting the information i didn't want to put all this information out there, the pictures and everything else. But we had to do that to make our case. So now you got a bunch of people just being down and right honorary and not coming clean, knowing good and well that we know that Lavina was beat up, raped, and murdered. Their whole thing is, well, we're the great army, and we don't have to come clean if we don't want to. So you get over it. But that ain't happening. We're suffering from this, you know. My poor wife, I had to put her under a doctor's care. She was so traumatized. My poor baby's in and out of the hospital. And thank God I'm strong enough to hold my family together. But it's it's hard when everybody is carrying their own guilt. You know, I should have said something. I should have did this. Yeah. I agreed with my daughter that she had a right to go into the military if she wanted to, but uh, nobody had a right to play God and take her life. But that's what happened.
0: Dr. Johnson, your family has been through a lot. Your family has been through hell. And five years ago when I interviewed you, I heard your story for the first time. Man, every time I hear the story, every time I see the pictures of your beautiful family and your daughter, it brings tears to my eyes, man. It's, you know, I, I yeah, just, I hope that you guys I, find the justice yeah, and.
1: Yeah, can I just say this? It, it's it's really away, hard to know that this is people in the U.S. Army. That's supposed to be protecting our country against those aggressors who try to destroy our system, and you destroying it from the inside by raping and murdering our daughters and then lying on them, traumatizing the family, and then telling them we really don't care. And that's hard to fathom, and I'm not saying I'm special, but I'm a veteran. I was in the Army for three years, and I worked. The Department of Army For over 28 I retired from them And this is what I got For all those years of loyalty
0: We're going to take a quick break brother We're going to go to the phone lines In just a moment Give you some time to regroup And we'll be back brother Hold on one second Um, Those that are just not tuning in We want to thank you for for listening to our show. Um, Just to bring you up to speed, you're listening to um, Dr. John Johnson, who is the father of the late, great Levina Johnson, Levina Lynn Johnson, who was raped and murdered in in the military. She was 19 years old when this uh, atrocity happened to her. We'll be right back, guys, and we're going to go to the phone lines for questions. Welcome to the Kenya podcast as you may have guessed I am your host Kenya a father activist and professional speaker on this podcast we discuss relationships criminal justice news and politics black history culture and domestic violence awareness if this is your first time being here I want to say thank you and encourage you to keep listening. Each week, you can expect to hear thought-provoking interviews, as well as personal relationship tips that would help enhance your life. You will have access to resourceful downloads that you can implement daily to become more productive. Thank you for spending some time with me today. Follow me on Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter, KingYah2020. My podcasts are also available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, Anchor, tune in or wherever you get your favorite podcast. Just look for King Ya. The purpose of this podcast is because everyday people inspire me through their stories of trial and error in life. Now let's jump into your favorite podcast. What better way to share our stories? Alright so for our listeners that are just not tuning in, again we want to thank you. Uh, we've got listeners all over the world listening today to uh, today's show. We appreciate uh, we appreciate you your support, and we appreciate the strength, tenacity, and the resilience of our brother Dr. John Johnson, who is sharing the uh, the story of his daughter Lavina Lynn Johnson, who was uh, again uh, uh, her story. The silent truth, unsolved mysteries of Lavina Johnson. You've got a lot of support, and Na'ima Latif is on the line. Is well. Na'ima, are you there? Yes, I am. Hey, Na'ima, how are you? I'm fantastic.
2: Quite a a moving story. This situation it really is challenging just listening because the the outrage that it invokes
0: is overwhelming. Time I heard the story, it hurts cuz I've got a daughter and I imagine you know, yes. what if this was my, so daughter? This so my daughter, daughter? This could have been my daughter. This could have been my son. Yes. 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 Yeah. I mean it's just, it's,
2: when you when you have your own daughter, it really does make your blood
0: boil. Yeah. Dr. Johnson, this is Naima Latif. She is the host of the uh the Female Solution. Dr. John Johnson, I meet Naima Latif.
2: Absolutely, and and Dr. Johnson, first I, I extend my heartfelt heartfelt sympathies because I know this is an extreme trauma for your family, and then, as you said, to be a loyal veteran and have this happen is, is just unconscionable, but I believe all things happen for the purpose of teaching us lessons we need to learn, and what we are learning in a very painful way is that the military is not a place where we are going to experience the loyalty of this nation. My father used to give me some horrendous stories from when he was in World War II and how the black soldiers were treated worse than the, the, the white German prisoners. So the, the underlying meanness is, is always there and, you know, the thing that we, we fight for abroad we don't have here in America. And certainly the, the the kind of hatred and the cruelty that exists in the hearts of people, many of whom are in the military, gets manifest in the kind of crime that was committed against your daughter. So I certainly send you all of my prayers for the healing of the souls of your family because I know it's a very difficult thing to Live through. It is a means for us to gain greater understanding, and your daughter's life is a powerful life, and that is going to have a transformative impact on this society. I do want to ask you because I know that um, the military won't talk about these kinds of things, um, they cover them up. Are are you aware of all of the individuals involved in this? How how much information have you been able to discover in terms of any any uh, officers that are responsible for the the cover up of this crime?
1: Yeah, here's what we think happened. There's a four star general. His name's Kevin Burns. I can't swear he did it, but he was the trade off commander. Mm -hmm. So he was in charge of of that military in Iraq. Uh, We think Lavina was beaten and raped. She went to a medical person. Her name was Vicky, Captain Vicky Irish, to get Mm -hmm. examined. Vicky Irish asked, what happened to you? And Levina told her she was beaten and raped, and who did it? Apparently, mm-hmm. this Irish went and told the the, the culprit. Levina Johnson said, "You beaten rape raped her. Mm-hmm. We got a witness, and I I, I don't want to expose her name right now because she's actually working with us. She mm-hmm. said, her and two black males stood." and watched two white males in plain clothes escort Lavina to a car and shoved her in, and nobody saw her after that. There Hmm. was a captain in the Army. His name was Joseph Mekovich. He was the one who provided the psychological profile on Lavina. and when people ask him, you weren't the psychologist, for that area, why did you do that? He told her, they told him that Lavinia sat and ate a whole gallon of ice cream, and he felt that was grounds for suicide. So his, he was mm. Captain Michael. Yeah. yeah, he did that. Ed Reedy was the medical examiner at Fort Dover Air Force Base who was supposed to have done the autopsy he didn't do the autopsy. Uh, somebody they did the autopsy at Fort Campbell, Kentucky, not uh, at uh, Fort at Dover Air Force Base. But he, he put his name on the autopsy. This is how I know he didn't uh, uh, see Lavina's body. He called mm. me in August, and it was on August the ninth. I think August the 13th, I had already buried my daughter and everything else. So he calls me up, and he says, I'm the uh, medical examiner that did the autopsy on your daughter. I said, okay, what can you tell me? He said, uh, no, I said, I just got through inspecting the body. She got a bullet hole on the left side of her head. She's right in it. He just explained to me how that happened. He said your daughter stuck her M16 rifle in her mouth and shot herself. And I said, Oh, come on, man! I said, Did you know we I know was a veteran? We know that's
0: a lie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I said, Did you know
1: I was a veteran? And he said, No, I didn't. So I'm going. I'm familiar with the M16 rifle. And if she just stuck it in her mouth, which I doubt, at five one, she she would have blown a huge blowout in the back of her head. He said exactly. she did. Wait a minute, she did what? He said there was a blowout in the back of her head. I said, I told you I looked at my daughter's body and I saw a bullet hole on the left side of her head and she's right handed. Mm. He said, It depends on the angle you're looking at.
0: Oh, no,
2: no. Yeah. So he's
0: part of the cover up, obviously. So he's part of it. Yeah, definitely a cover up. Definitely a cover up. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So send out questions or comments for Dr. Johnson.
2: I am just uh, baffled and saddened by your story, and I am incredibly sorry that you and your family have to experience this and go through this and continue to hear and have heard some of the lies and the stories that people continue to tell you. Um, So I, I just can't imagine, and I am incredibly sorry for any of this that you've experienced and continue to experience. Um, the only question I have is, and it, at this point, you know, I, I don't know if there's even an answer to that, but where do you go from here with knowing the information that you have and trying to fight the injustice and the lies that you're experiencing? Um, you know, where do you go from here? I think that's the only thing that that I'm curious about. And again, it's, I, I'm just baffled by, um the story and completely saddened by the story.
1: Uh, we have a, some people that have contacted us and um, I'm not going to say too much, but we're going to do, you know, have you ever watched these crime series on TV where they have the actors and all that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: yeah.
1: We're, 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 we've gotten contacted and we're getting ready to, do, that's our next project. Would we, well, that be like a
2: reenactment?
1: not going to come clean. Right. My, my posture is I have to keep fighting and putting it out there. If, if they don't right. care, right. my attitude is, hey, you know, I'm going to do what I have to do.
0: Right. And you have to, Dr. Johnson. You've got to. And I think that this is certainly time for you guys to to continue, you know, with this great fight and waking the sleeping giant. We gotta you gotta bring the fight to the sleeping giant. And and it's unfortunate that Levina is not the only person that has had to have suffered in this same manner. I remember when I interviewed you five years ago, we actually talked about, you know, other family members that were also um affected uh rape, murder cover ups. And it's it's just horrible to hear these stories of these young women that are putting their lives on the line literally for America, right, for yeah. for the American people, for them to be treated as such worse than animals. It's just, it's heart-wrenching. Worse it's than
2: heart-wrenching. dead animals.
0: Worse than dead animals.
2: So, Dr. Johnson, I have a question. I am very strongly against the military action. I know that it has been a means for a lot of people to get through school and and get financial benefits. But I also know that what happened to your daughter is a lot of what American soldiers are perpetrating on people abroad, which creates the enraged state that many are expressing to Americans. And the average American doesn't know that this is what the soldiers are doing, that they are raping and murdering people in these countries and creating anger and hatred. So, what would you advise for somebody who is, uh, particularly a woman who is looking to go into the military knowing that rape is rampant and suppressed, and a woman may encounter this and not get any kind of support for office, from officers? Matter of fact, she would be silent. What would you advise a woman that was considering a career in the military? based on the fact that we haven't cleaned up this mess that exists within the military. What are your thoughts on
1: that? I've got a lot of people that have asked me that question about their own daughters, and this is the advice that I give them. You have to understand that the good old boys are operating in old school. You're in an era now where communications are so quick. Uh, I would think twice before I go in any organization where the good old boys are in charge and they see you not as a soldier, not as a female soldier, but a sex object. Because when you start talking about one out of every uh, three females getting raped, one out of every males getting raped that's horrific so i if if i knew what i know now i i didn't want to be negative to my daughter's decision making cuz she was a she was a good
0: young lady
1: but i would have if if i i would have done some research find out what the statistics look like and then you have to figure out in those statistics, where do you think your daughter will fall? And right. then it's not a bad career. They make some good money. But you got to get past them sexual people in there. They think that they have a right because they're white males particularly, that they can have anybody they want to. After Lavina got raped and murdered, all kinds of stories came up where women... Oh, yeah say anything. So now my daughter's dead and here they come. In fact, we got a couple of group of white females right now. That my wife and me took the The Tillman family tried to warn us that we had a problem in the military. We didn't oh. hear that. We had to come along and back them up with what happened to our daughter. So now you got a bunch of white female social groups or whatever they call themselves, and now they're speaking up on on corporate executives and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. But they didn't yeah. Have to until we fought, and but they getting credit yeah. for it. If I was a white male, there are two things that'd be happening. Number one, everybody and their mama would be jumping on our story. With Le- if Lavina was blonde hair and blue eyes, if I was a white and I ha- and I happened to be smart enough to do two things, read and write, and put together an investigation team, and you don't give me no credit, I'd be getting a Nobel Peace Prize if I was white. But that's just the way it is. So that would be that's what I tell them. Do your you, you have
2: just as much power, though. You, you have the power of any white and beyond because, as you said, communication is instant. We're talking on worldwide radio. You have allies that you are making right now with you telling this story. And as you just said, a lot of white women who've been silently taking abuse are now stepping up and speaking up. And there are going to be many others around the world who rally around you because you are fighting back, and you do have the intelligence to put together the investigation, and you name some names. And that's yeah. important, right. too, because we're holding these people accountable for covering up this crime. And eventually, somebody's going to jail. There's going to be a lot of people going to jail. because,
0: yeah, because the there is no –
2: And there are enough people who want to make sure this doesn't go away because the people are still in the military, and who knows how many others they've assaulted.
0: And there's no and there's no statute of limitations on murder. Real quick, uh, Dr. Johnson and Miss uh, Mrs. Lin- Linda Johnson have created a scholarship fund to honor their daughter. Donations can be made uh, to the, the Lavina. Go ahead, Doc. Say went, it again. They cut it off. The state oh.
1: cut it off.
0: Are you serious? What? Wow. Well, we'll find a way to cut it back on. Yeah, we'll have to cut that back on, Doc. Mm-hmm. State stopped you. From accepting Scholarship funds to honor Lavina Johnson That is correct when And there's this something happened? else
1: What was the, what was the, the reason else. they gave behind that uh, They claim They lost the paperwork That I sent to them twice You know Interesting yeah. And, yeah. Wow. and we we Were at an award ceremony And we met a young, a couple, a family, their daughter, and I want to say her name is Amanda Blake. I I can't. I know her first name was Amanda. They named a, uh, some kind of monument or whatever at Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri, uh, in in the, this young lady's honor, saying she was the first female mil in the military. ...from Missouri to get killed in Iraq and Afghan, and that is not true. Lavina Johnson was the first one, so she can't even get credit for that.
0: They have just just tried to do all types of cover-ups and scams and schemes... We got um, one other person I want to bring on the phone line, Uh, Mr. Warren Houston. I'll be coming to you in just a few moments. Warren, uh, we got a caller that has been on for a little while. Uh, Erico 512, I'm coming to you now. Just tell us your name, where you're calling from, and if you have a a brief question for uh, myself or Dr. Johnson. One second. Erico 512, your phone line is open. What's your name, where you're calling from? You had a question or comment? Phone ended in 0198. Question or comment? Oh, no, no. I was just listening. Yes. I just want to uh, send my condolences to the family. And I remember reading about this on Facebook or seeing it somewhere. And the moment that I saw it, uh, I just felt my heart tell me that she was murdered. Because I am uh, Mm. very connected with my Lord Jesus Christ. And, and i have that that gift that god tells me, you know, and i just knew immediately that she had been killed, you know, murdered. That's what my heart told me. Thank you. What's your name? Diana. Diana Dalton. Oh. Oh. I'm hey, sorry. How are you? Thanks. <laughs> yes. You're, I'm sorry say that one more time. Your Sophia's what? I didn't hear you. Welcome to the King Ya podcast. As you may have guessed, I am your host, King Yah, a father, activist, and professional speaker. On this podcast, we discuss relationships, criminal justice, news and politics, black history, culture, and domestic violence awareness. If this is your first time being here, I want to say thank you and encourage you to keep listening. Each week, you can expect to hear thought-provoking interviews, as well as personal relationship tips that would help enhance your life. You will have access to resourceful downloads that you can implement daily to become more productive. Thank you for spending some time with me today. Follow me on Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter, KingYah2020. My podcasts are also available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, Anchor, TuneIn, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts just look for King Yah. The purpose of this podcast is because everyday people inspire me through their stories of trial and error in life. Now let's jump into your favorite podcast. What better way to share our stories?